You're listening to KVTA Afterwards, where we wrap up the KVTA Morning Show with me, Big Tom McLean, and the host of the KVTA Morning Show, my good buddy, Spence. How was the show this morning, Spence? Uh, it was great. So we got a few things to pull off of that. I quickly want to hit the golf tournament. Oh, yeah. The golf tournament went really well. Nobody won a million dollars, so I don't have any brand new friends. Uh, nobody won the cars, but uh, everybody was very happy. And was there one gasper at the hole in one, though? Was there one where people kind of did somebody hit the green and it had potential? Did you hear anything? We had um, somebody hit it within 18 inches of the million-dollar hole. Ooh, 18 inches. That'll right. get you. Yeah. That, that'll th- get you. Okay. <laughs> that, that's pretty cool. But that that's what it's all about. So congratulations on that. Another great golf tournament for Project Understanding. Well, today is May the 3rd. So what is tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow would be, oh, May the 4th be with you. That's it. <gasps> that almost got by me this year. You're a big fan. Big fan of Star Wars. Now, yeah. do the kids still carry that? You know, Tommy's kind of slid out of Star Wars just a little bit um, with the uh, with the Andor thing. He wasn't as into that and then hasn't really dove back into the Boba Fett. We have a little bit of limited time together, and he's been into the battleships lately. Battleships so. and girls. Yeah. Oh, and girls. See, that, that's a big things part. like that. So it'll take your eye. But may the 4th be with you. Again, I always credit because I like wordplay, and I hate yeah. it when they call them puns. It's wordplay, folks. It's wordplay. And the first person I went, you know, the first person that said May the 4th, and it's like, that it's genius. It's so It's brilliant. so much fun. And then you go into Cinco de Mayo, which right. is also a big party and a lot of fun. So May the 4th, maybe you go out there and you know, watch a Star Wars movie. Again, I'm evil. I was one of the few people that didn't really like the first one a whole lot. Oh. I didn't. And that was like I was the only one in the crowd. But the second one was just Brilliant. Everything about it I loved. Well, when you go back and watch the very first Star Wars, because they're introducing characters and all that, the pacing was a little slow. Even now, if you watch Mm -hmm. it, it's a little slow. And that's, yeah, when they're out on that little desert thing, and it was kind of like, come on, come on, let's go. And the second one, the cuts and the the clever, I think, even though the conversation in the first one was nice, but the second one was just snap, snap, snap. The actors really found each other. And it was great. Yeah, they it's had their voice, and yeah, so good. They would snap at each other. So good. Yeah, and it's a you know, it's a, I love you. I know. <laughs> and he wasn't supposed to say that. That's it was brilliant, and it's good. So I know it's May the third today, but you might be listening to this on May the fourth. It could happen. But generally, what we do is we go over some stuff that we talked about on the morning show, just to expand on it a little bit. And one of the first things that I want to talk about here. And it gets into a lot of semantics, the meaning of words. And we know with women trying to make it in the world, I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. You have a daughter. Yes. And you want them to have every bit of access that all men and boys would have. There's no doubt about it. Right. Love my girl as much as I love my boy. So that's the way it is. But at what point does it start getting a little weird? So the University of Texas at Austin highlighted the word women, which is W-I-M-M-I-N, which avoids the word Women, ending obviously with men. So we have things like this now. So are we really going to get to a point where amen at the end of a prayer is going to be amen? Yeah, what's it going to be? And uh, it, I don't, is this important? So not being a woman, you know, being a man that was of privilege. I was raised in T.O. for crying out loud. I had a pretty dang easy life. But what's the deal? Because my two cousins, twins, lovely girls, they made it huge in their careers. My uh, other cousin, another girl, different part of the family, she's a nurse in Florida, killing it. Just a weird, odd right. thing to say with a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I shall change that. She's doing quite well. 
It bothers me that a woman somehow has become like a, a pejorative. Like mm-hmm. it's not like it's like that's a a position of strength, and it's not. I don't get why. Okay, we cannot have the word man associated with woman. It's too demeaning. It's too derivative of what? Come on. I don't get it at all. And we are different. You remember when you were a kid in school? It used to happen in my school, at least. If we were watching a school film and puppies went on, all the girls went like, oh. (laughs) Girls have a different feeling, a different observation. Doesn't make it better. Doesn't make it worse. Men have another one. And it's just the way it is. You know, we are different, but to being a judge, being a surgeon, being a pilot, being should be totally equal access. I just think we're flipping out. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, there is like a different like instinct. Like the the, the male is more a little bit more of the protector mm-hmm. and the, and there is a different way of approaching problems and we need everybody. We need women, we need yeah. men, but it's need it's, the balance. Yeah, come on. Let's all just work together. And the other thing with women, it's like swimming. And we know what's happened with males in the pool for women's sport, which I am totally against. Mm -hmm. And this is where I want to protect women at the highest level and just say, "Uh uh-uh, cannot happen. And this is happening more and more. You're seeing the occasions. Right. And then they're going to start getting into where it's the contact sports and everything else, too. It's very very scary. As somebody like you, we have kids that are in that that age where they're starting to get, like Maddie's 11, so she's Mm -hmm. into some athletics. She does play, she plays hockey, which has boys and girls, but I wouldn't want her to be out there and in a situation where she's got some dude barreling it at her, you know. When he's 18. Yeah. Like in, in the younger years, Cole played in a lot of the uh, boys and girls leagues when he was a young kid. That, that just happens. And it makes sense. And some of those girl goalies are fantastic. Yeah. And if she keeps playing, that's a good way to get into a school as a goalie with uh, Title IX. Mm-hmm. So it's all of that stuff that does worry me. It does concern me. And I just want it to be fair for the women too. My big conspiracy theory is East Germany in the old days, well, I know there's no East Germany anymore, but in the old days, they would uh, create certain things that people questioned which side. So are you going to start having countries say, hey, sex change, this athlete who's like 10th in men won't get on the medal stand, won't mm-hmm. platform. So let's just put him over. I think that could happen. Yeah. And you're going to have a guy in the Olympics as a girl that's going to dominate, and that's totally unfair. It's happened in MMA where there's been fighters who were mm-hmm. not very good as male fighters and you know went the other direction and, and saw a little more success as a female fighter. So my, my cure for all of this is in the Olympics for gymnastics, they should make the man who, who made the change do the uneven parallel, un- uneven bars. Oh, I like that. A little boom. Let's yeah. see what happens. <laughs> Did you really change, sir? Uh, we will see. So we got to stay in Texas for this one. As we talk about access, uh, this is actually a Florida man wins a women's poker tournament, sparking debate over male inclusion in female, air quote, sporting events. They, in the and I'm reading this off Fox News, is placed as a Florida event. It was in Florida. So it is a Florida event. I drew ire over the weekend when he entered and won a women's poker tournament at the uh, Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, Sunshine State. Dave Hughes, 70, entered the 250 No Limit Texas Hold'em event. And uh, it looks like $17,450. That was the uh, pot. And there you go. But we were chatting a little bit before we went on. 
poker, boys and girls, men and women can play, right? Right, yeah. Shouldn't that be mixed anyway? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it should be good. Now, are they going to be worried about the jacks with no jills? But there is a queen, and then yeah. there's a king. Ooh. I think what they're going to do is make all face cards equal. Yeah, or at I least think that'll be the only thing. Yeah. That'll be the only thing that they can do. But this guy went into the tournament and he did win. But there are certain sports we talked about. I'll take archery. I think a woman could beat easily defeat a man in archery. Right. For it's sure. coordination, skill, concentration, one hundred percent. Absolutely. And you've seen on in the billiards room when they're playing pool, there's there's women that play pool way better than I could ever possibly train myself to become. <laughs> so there are clearly areas where we can unite and get together and compete. You know, another a business you're in, stand up comedy. Oh yeah. Think back thirty years. How many stand up comics were women thirty years ago? Yeah, it was probably maybe less than 10%. Yeah, Roseanne. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we can run through Elaine Boozler. I remember seeing uh, Leifer, Carol Leifer. Leifer. But it was was like 20 to 1 with the boys at the comedy store. But now all these women, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, maybe not traditional stand-ups, but there's been quite a few. Well, you you have almost sometimes two or three women on your show. Yeah, I try to. And you know what's funny is I get – I get people saying, oh, it's really cool that you make sure you take care of female comics and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I really don't think that much of it. I just kind of put together a show based on how I think the show is going to work well on stage, off stage, everybody get along. And um, really, women in comedy are just as strong as men in comedy. Everybody's just got different styles and all of that. And it's just... um, it's funny though when you come across people who still think, "Oh, well, women can't do comedy. Women, women can't be as funny as dudes." You're like, well, yeah, they can. Yeah, they really can. <laughs> What's one of your favorite shows? And I know I'm going back to writing here. Amy Poehler created Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Oh, brilliant! That's her, that's her deal. Tina Fey created Thirty Rock. Thirty well, Rock's very funny. When you look at uh, Mindy Kaling and The Office, like she mm-hmm. was a big influence on The Office, and that you know, and then she went on and had her own show, Min- The Mindy Project, which was. Super hilarious. It's, I mean, yeah, the, a lot of our funniest comedians right now are female. Yep, best on the screen. And that's, uh, that's just how it is. So there's another thing where, uh, you know, women every step of the way uh, are side by side, sometimes ahead of the men. Now we have to go to the fine city of San Francisco. Oh. You did a little time there? I love San Francisco. Well, Nordstrom is closing both of its stores in downtown San Francisco, citing the changing dynamics of the area that hasn't quite gotten it back together. Whole Foods left because it, Whole Foods had something like 390 911 calls. And one of them, I'm not saying this is funny, but in dark comedy, this is funny. A guy called 911 and you hear his voice. The guy with the machete is back. Wow. Now, I don't want to laugh at that because that's deadly. But yeah. what's key in there? He's back. Right. <laughs> it's like, I guess we didn't take care of him the first time, Whole yeah. Foods with a machete. What do you think about San Francisco? I think I'm afraid to go back because I was there. Uh, the last time I probably went into the city was probably a little bit over 10 years ago. And from what I understand, it's it, it's gone very, uh, very, very poorly for San Francisco. Right? It's not as fun to walk the streets as I once did and enjoyed the views. And everybody talks about New York and L.A. comedy clubs, but there's a certain club in San Francisco that was really the hotspot for the greatest of the great, Robin Williams, Steve Martin. Oh, yeah. Even though Steve Martin was from here in his book, you can read it, he, he highlights his time in San Francisco where he really got his footing. Well, that's where I really got my footing. I used to do, I was a house MC at this club called The Green Room, uh, Laughs Unlimited Club in Sacramento, bought a club in San Francisco. So I would get six dates a week 
so six nights or six shows a, a month at that club. And it was a really difficult thing because you have so many people from different countries and people, you know, so many visitors that you had to bring together people who were from all over the place, which was different. A, a normal comedy club, I come into Ventura and I, I'm, okay, these people are from Ventura. I can talk about things that everybody from Ventura thinks are funny. But when you have like that big of a, 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 a you know, pool of people coming into one place, whoo, boy, you have to work a little harder. And San Francisco, whether I like it or not, and I actually love the city of San Francisco. We did a few hockey tournaments up there, and it was the most fun I have had in any U.S. city. The most fun by yeah. far. And it was just great times. But it's a smart city. It's a smart city. They have classical music that's still on the radio. So if you go into a club there, you are going to be dealing with a very well-educated, and especially now that Menlo, you know, that the whole software thing has come in, oh, everybody's yeah. a genius. Oh, yeah. Except for, for the sure. guy with the machete. Yeah, and the, those clubs are booming up there. Uh, there's the comedy club in uh, Punchline and Cobbs, both still doing really well. Boarding right. House, isn't that one of them? Is that gone? The um, Boarding House. I had heard of a club, and like Robin Williams and a few of them had gone, because Robin Williams was a Bay Area boy. Oh, yeah. Robin was known to hit just about any. I mean, I think the I did shows with him at the Mill Valley Theater um, and the Comedy Day thing out in the park. But he was known to pop into these little – there was this place called Mock Cafe that I did every once in a while. little theater, theater that seats like maybe 20 people. But he was known to pop in there. In fact, there was a, a, a sign in that – like in one of the little side rooms that said, don't do your best material tonight. Robin Williams is in the house. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that, that harkens back to a lot of uh, uh, comments on Robin Williams. <laughs> but I, I just love the guy. Every time he was out when he was on Letterman, he, he just made me laugh. He, he, was, he was always, great. He was always, always funny, always loved. Yeah, it, and, and admired and worshipped and everything. So, yeah, Robin was something else. And there's a few of them out there that I'll, you know, Letterman had his favorites. When Norm came out, Letterman pretty much knew I could hand it over and everything's going to go okay. Steve Martin was always super strong. Yeah. They can just carry the conversation, make it happen. Yeah, so it, it's just funny how that goes. Final thing I want to hit, because we are at the 14-minute mark of 15 minutes and 90 seconds, which I finally got out the calculator that's 16 and a half minutes. Is it now? Yes, it is. Oh. I checked it out twice, checked my math. In your house, because you're younger, so your parents would obviously be younger, were, what music were your parents listening to? I specifically remember my parents listening to um, Air Supply, they listened to that kind of a little bit of the yacht rocky stuff. Luckily, they got into the the you know the fish Christiany stuff a little bit later because okay. that would have been tough to as a kid. It would have been tough to only have that around. I think but was there a clash with music between you and them? I think I thought there was, but I, I don't think there was because Michael Jackson's Thriller came out when I was a kid, and Not that bad. became like my mm -hmm. first really big album and you know they didn't love it as much as i did they did like it but i didn't think their enthusiasm matched up to the talent level so i would call them out on it sometimes and they're like we like him why do you keep telling us we like yeah we don't wear a glove like you do to bed but you know <laughs> and that's how you came about but the other thing is in my year it was a lot different because i was listening to god knows as your dog knows Anyone? Black Sabbath. <laughs> and my fr parents were, if ever I would leave you. So I would literally have Ozzy on my turntable. And this is where headphones became a really big deal at the Spence House. And give my parents credit. My parents were not fun. But they 
If I requested an album at Christmas time, they bought it. Oh, that's cool. They were so good about that. And they always said, hey, this is your trash, if this is what you want to listen to. That in a deed of God, it sounds like a funeral. And I say, okay, Ma, that's okay. But they were, I will give them huge credit. Very nice on that. What about the parental advisory? Because my parents, my mom started like hiding those. When she would find my albums with parental advisory, she'd hide them. We were lucky since I'm old. We didn't have that. But I got Class Clown by George Carlin. It had the seven words. And when I heard it, I didn't know that was on there. And I said, Mom shall never hear this record. Because <laughs> everybody knows the seven words. That fast word, 1630. Excellent. Thank you so much. Great show, Spence. Yeah, a lot of fun talking about what happened on the KVTA morning show. And we do that. Every, Every single, single day. day. Yeah, be sure to download us, take us with you everywhere you go. You've been listening to the KBTA Afterwards.